0: conference finals are in full swing and the action increases from game to game. This is where the contenders are separated from the pretenders. To give you some skin in the game, DraftKings will be offering free-to-play pools every day of the basketball and hockey playoffs, offering players a free shot at $10,000 in total prizes. That's up to $10,000 in total prizes up for grabs each day. The best part is it's free to play. DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get a free shot at $10,000 in total prizes every day in the NBA and NHL playoffs. Head to DraftKings Pool to Play page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details.
1: Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective with pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host,
2: Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Monday, June 21st, Ian Cameron uh, with you once again, and we are joined once again by Grant Arnold, who was on the show with us yesterday uh, for the first time. Uh, Alex and Jimmy both have concurring doctor's appointments this afternoon, so unable to make it. but. We're hoping to have both Alex and Jimmy Murphy back on the show on Tuesday. So looking forward to that. In the meantime, we got Grant Arnold back with us again today uh, on this Monday. Uh, Grant, welcome back to the Ice Guys. Last night, we'll talk a little bit about that. Congratulations to you. Good call right here on this show. The Montreal Canadiens team total. Uh, Under two and a half was one of the bets that Grant made yesterday uh, in the game between the Golden Knights and the Canadians. Really, that game, when you recap it, Grant, it's uh, a game that was kind of like the reverse of what we saw in game three, where Vegas has just taken it to Montreal but can't score uh, early in the game, carrying the play. Montreal gets better as the game goes on, and then they win it in overtime. And yesterday was the reverse. Montreal actually had the great start. And they peppered Robin Leonard uh, with a bunch of shots uh, early in that game. Uh, They tested him early. And to Leonard's credit, he was ready to stand in there and make the saves. He was very good early in the game. uh, And he continued to play well throughout. Yet it was Montreal that got on the board first with a terrific, terrific breakaway goal ball by Paul Byron. This guy is just, uh, he just seems to elevate his game in the playoffs, this uh, guy Paul Byron, because in the regular season, you know, He's he's a solid player. He's good at both ends of the ice, but he's not usually the kind of guy that's all of a sudden going to be scoring goals left and right and big goals like he has here in the playoffs. But he has stepped up for Montreal. He got them on the board, but Vegas stuck with it. They were only down a goal. They came out firing in game in the third period, tied the game on a Braden McNabb shot that maybe Carey Price could have had, but it's been so good in these playoffs, even in a goal goal that maybe he should have stopped. It's hard to criticize him because he's just been so freaking awesome. Uh, otherwise here in the playoffs and then of course a great goal by nicholas Waugh in overtime patience and poise with the puck grant how many times do you hear that i'm sure from coaches and nicholas Waugh had that finished it patient outweighted price outweighted the sprawling defenseman Roofed it elevated it which he had to do and vegas gets the win uh, in overtime what's your thoughts grant on last night's game
1: Oh, I mean, I thought it was a great game. I think like right off the bat, uh, as you said, it was that reverse of the game three. And like the first 20, maybe even 25 minutes of the game, I was thinking in my head, like, gosh, Montreal deserves to be here, man. Like all the hate and all the, you know, not even the hate, but all the criticism of they're getting lucky. And we talked about it a little bit the other day, but these guys are a really good hockey team and and they're executing at a very high level and then and then the other thing about that is I love how this is this is why playoff hockey is so awesome because every game is different and there's adjustments being made and home ice is a is an advantage it could be a disadvantage and we see all these ups and downs and every series is different and every game's different and and how Montreal came out yesterday, and, and I really thought Vegas was going to come out and punch them right in the mouth with Leonard and Net, and you know, a, a must-win type game. And Montreal, sure enough, comes out and maybe play their best period of the series, at least one of them. Um, I thought their forecheck was extremely aggressive. Um, I've been all over Vegas's defensemen all season. I think they're one of two of the best defensive cores in the league. Uh, them and Tampa, I think, are right there. But they had no time and space, and and you know that's that's good coaching and great job. I'm drawing a blank on the assistant coach's name that's uh, stepping in.
2: Oh, for Luke Richardson. For Luke, yeah. Luke Richardson. Luke yeah. Richardson.
1: He's done a hell of a job, and the veterans on that team have done a hell of a job. Um, and then at the same time, I look at Vegas and go, I really respect that play from uh, Coach DeBoer and to put Leonard in. I mean. That could have gone a lot of other ways if it was a different score, or if Leonard doesn't make that amazing save in the first period where he gets his left pad on it and then he sticks his left glove or his glove out there and and there was really no angle that you could see if the puck went in or not. And uh, obviously no goal. And I think that was so big for him. Um, I had the Montreal under two and a half, so I was really hoping that he could get, feel the puck, feel the rubber early in that game to kind of kind of get some confidence back because obviously he got, train wreck last time in Colorado Um, and then and then to just go to Vegas man I think you know I said it yesterday I think you get their best uh, performance when their backs against the wall and yesterday that was not their best performance we've seen a lot better 60 minute uh, displays from that team and my point to that though is that a lot sometimes you win games when you don't play your best and I think they had four shots in the first period or somewhere around that it was under it was under six and, and to have a must win game and to just stay composed in that locker room, it's, it's a veteran team. I mean, these are, these are two, uh, the four teams left and, and hockey's a beautiful game because most of the time the best team wins in a best of seven. Um, and these all for all these four teams deserve to be here. I don't know the next time we're going to see flurry. Um, but I can tell you, that's a hell of a card to have in your back pocket. As the second liner starts to go down a little bit, you got Flurry in there, and we talked about it a little bit yesterday. When Fr- Flurry starts to smile and goes through a little bit of adversity, that's where I'm grabbing my wallet and I'm I'm banking it on Flurry. So hopefully that time will come. Hopefully it doesn't. I guess it depends on what side of the side of the coin you're on. But Vegas is in a really good spot, and what a monstrous win last night. And and to touch on uh, Waz goal, the composure there. I mean that's that's big time clutch goal scorer. Um, and he's not a goal scorer, but you see uh, the fourth line. It's the, in the type NHL of goal—a
2: clutch it, goal scorer, big time forward, hell dude, yes. the poise, 100%. the percent waiting out the goalie, an elite goalie. The defenseman's trying to block the shot, but you outweight them, and then you don't just shoot it into pads. You don't just shoot it into the guy's knee that's trying to block the shot. You roof job that thing, and that's
1: exactly what he did. So beautiful, so beautiful, and and to see it from that guy, and that's the playoffs. You know, it's it's. Yep. That was the biggest goal of Vegas' season right there. And now we turn the page, and now we're back to the next one. So that's the beauty of it. And and here we go again. We got a hell of a series. I like Vegas um, with that momentum, but every game's a new game, as I said.
2: Yeah, it felt like a huge game for Vegas to win, to get home ice advantage back. I mean, Montreal's in the point now where they're going to have three opportunities to finish Vegas if they had won last night and gone up three games to one in the series and have the potential to clinch the series on home ice in game six Now that's not necessarily the case. They're going to have to find a way to win in Vegas if they hope to wrap up the series in game six. And that's a big if they also might be facing elimination back home in Montreal the next time they're back here for a game six. So that is how imperative that game was uh, for Vegas to be able to win that game and get the series back in their favor. But I'm still, you know, I said it on Twitter last night though. And even though Vegas won, they tied up the series, this series price, That was put out there for this series before it started. Vegas as high as a minus five fifty series favorite, meaning you would have had to risk five hundred and fifty bucks just to win hundred on Vegas to win this series. That's got to be one of the most laughable series prices I've ever seen because this is not. If you just watch this series in the first four games, can you see one team that is minus five fifty in the series price
1: better than the other? Not, no. not even remotely close to five hundred. Not even remotely close. Maybe two hundred. Maybe
2: yeah. Probably and I, I thought I was. I thought I had it high when it was minus two seventy. I think I had Vegas run minus three hundred. Right. Uh, going right. into the series, and I thought maybe I'm being too high on it. Then I saw it come out, and I'm like minus four fifty, minus five fifty, and I'm like that's absolutely insane. And then when I started digging into the series more, I said, well, let's look at maybe a sprinkle on. My, and I did take Montreal plus four twenty five. Right. It was just a price play. In, in that it was just too high. It was over. It over. It was inflated on Vegas. Hugely inflated price. So I took Montreal. I took them plus one and a half games. And then the big bet was the one that cashed officially last night. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was one of the biggest bets I've had in the playoffs uh, of the entire season. That bet, which was uh, over five and a half games uh, in the Montreal Vegas series. Do you know what the price was of that, Grant? Minus one ten. Minus one ten. Okay. Even money. Just to have the series go six games, That's such that is is how discredited right and how little uh, people thought of Montreal coming into this series, saying, oh, they play in the North Division. Oh, but Vegas played with Colorado and Minnesota in that beast of a West Division, mm-hmm. and Montreal's not going to match up with them, yada, 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 all this cr- stuff, uh, and all of a sudden, and people forget, too. Yeah, that West Division, those top three teams, you can put them up against anybody. Pound for pound, they're as good as it gets, right? Vegas, Colorado, and Minnesota. Mm -hmm. The three teams from that West Division, outstanding. But a lot of people were also mentioning and saying how the North was bad, that Montreal's got to play this Calgary and Vancouver and all these weaker teams in that division. Well, what about the West Division? You got three bad California teams in that division that weren't really any good this year. Anaheim, San Jose, and L.A., We're not going to say anything about that for Vegas, but we're going to talk about Montreal feasting on Vancouver and Ottawa, an Ottawa team that, you know, to be honest with you is not a a bottom feeder, even though they've finished last in that division or, or next to last. I mean, that was a hardworking, competitive, tough, that Ottawa team. So this North division versus West division comparison that, whoa, it's like a, they were talking grant seriously. They were talking before this series, a lot of people, that Vegas plays in this elite level hockey league, and Montreal's like in a league that's two leagues below it, with the way they were talking about Vegas versus mm-hmm. Montreal. I don't argue that Vegas probably has a better uh, roster, top to bottom, deserved to be favorites in this series, no question. But we're talking about that as minus five fifty, like these two teams are playing hockey leagues in different planets or something, and there's not even compare a comparison between one team and one league. It's like they're it's like they're, they got Montreal talking about them like they're playing in a league that's two (laughs) leagues below the league that vegas is playing in and to me i just don't see it
1: i think it's i think it's a great point to to bring out um for you know through my betting um journey over the last three years where i've gotten really into it and kind of going in depth and really working on on analyzing and all of these things. And, and this is a good lesson for a lot of people that I've learned is, is you can't just go off the mainstream media for a lot of these things. You need, you need to get some other sources, whether they're apps, websites, YouTube, podcasts, whatever, because, and, and not that they're always going to be different, but they're looking at different things and it's, they're looking, you know, they're digging in, they're digging into the ground of this series. They're, they're getting deep and getting to the roots of it and what really matters. And and again, you might just get a little bit different of a viewpoint. And for me, my first year, I didn't really know a lot about these, these podcasts and um, websites and apps and what stats to look for and all, all these kind of things. And for what, you know, what Ian's saying is that that value bet was on the over five and a half games. I mean, that was a really, really good bet because you look at it. Montreal is going to win a couple games. Those, those are just the fact. Those are that's just how it is. This is to go to the Stanley Cup finals. And um, we've talked a lot about Montreal and how good they've. They've been and what and what they bring to the table and and I go back to it. I've said it a lot. I'll say it again. Is they're just a tough team to beat. You just have a lot of veterans and you got a good goaltender. And in the playoffs, those are very high value um, to people that are betting on it or even just playing the game. Like I remember, if I on teams that I had a really good goalie and a really good decor. Shit, we could beat anyone on any given night. That's the game of hockey. And when and when everything's magnified and you're doing line matchups and doing all these different things and you're playing the same team every every other day, you can really get into the details and that's where you can get a lot of value and, and you gotta watch the games to to do that. But um, this is one of those things where it's it's that uh like you said it's western the western division with the abs in minnesota well anaheim was trash trash la was trash and zona had a little bit they, you know they weren't terrible but they weren't good um and and for the, just no nhl series price should really ever be like that i mean it, it's that's that's too much so it's a great bet i'll tip my cap to you on that one and uh it's it's one of those things where you really have to dig in and get to the roots and find good good research for me. That's one of the things I take from from hearing you talk on that.
2: Yeah, and I'll tell you what I, I've also got smaller bets, much smaller. The big one, the big Kahuna bets for me were the over five and a half in both the Islanders, Lightning, and the Golden Knights, and the Canadians. Both of those have cash now, but I've also got you know half a quarter to half of that, that amount on over six and a half games in both series, and the price for that is plus one hundred and eighty. It was plus one hundred and eighty for that. Uh, in the uh, Vegas-Montreal series. So there you go. Risk 100, you win 180, you know, if you take that. And even in the uh, Islander-Tampa series, it was a plus price. I think plus 140 for the over six and a half games. And that's still very, very live in both series you know you could easily see both of these series going seven at this point so uh this this definitely has the potential in terms of series wagers this could be the best round i've ever had cuz i will bet series wagers every year in the playoffs every round this is a round where i could actually sweep the board still Especially with these over five and a half and over six and a half games. And hell, the big dogs that I took a small, very small sprinkle on the Islanders and the Canadians, you know, they're both still very alive in, in these two series. You know, it's best of three now uh, in both of them. Now they both got to uh, play two road games out of the three, but, you know, never say never. They're capable. And you made a good point about the skill. The skill, yeah, the one team may have superior skill, but at playoff time, guess what? The edges that the superior skill team has in the regular season over a certain team is dumbed down because guess what? The the checking is tighter. The defense is even tougher. The goaltending is usually very good at playoff time. And all of a sudden, those massive edges you have with superior skill and superior speed and superior playmaking ability with the puck, it's just not there at playoff time like it is in the regular season because it's just tight checking. Time and space for that superior skill is not there in the playoffs like it is in the regular season to make those plays, ask all those guys that are sitting at home right now, Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, uh, go on down the line and all of the, all those Crosby and Malkin on Pittsburgh and Gensel, that team go on down the list Posternak, bergeron marchand for boston go on down the list of teams with incredible skill yeah. why are they sitting at their asses at home right now because guess what time and space by solid decors and goaltending and you said you've played on a few of those teams can level the playing field at playoff time and make it tough for those teams to where it looks like on paper oh better skill four lines mm-hmm. that can score mm-hmm. well guess what you got defense and goaltending and four and checking lines that can shut that down and those sides
1: seem to be winning out at least this year here so far, Grant, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. You're totally right, and it's one of my favorite things to talk about because this is this is why hockey's such an awesome game. And and the regular season and the postseason, I've always I've said this for a long time, they're almost two different sports. And so, yeah, you know, you look at the Avs, you look at some of those Vancouver teams, some of those Washington Capital teams. Um, you know, you could San Jose uh, Sharks. There's a couple of years of them where, you know, you're winning the president's trophy by 10, 10, eight to 10 points, your first place. And it looks like, damn, how the hell is anyone going to beat these guys? And, and sometimes it's in the first round. And, and, and to your point, that's, that's what it's about. It's about those little intangibles. And I remember playing on multiple teams where we didn't have as good of a record as the team we would be playing in the playoffs. It's happened two or three times in my career. And our, in the locker room, co- our coaching staff, owners, and, and players, we're smiling because we know that's a softer team over there. And the calls aren't going to be as tight. We can line match. We can get in their face. We can send messages in the first game you know, where we're going to be really physical in the first 20 minutes and the score really doesn't matter because we're going to play these guys a maximum three more games no matter what. And so you want to set, send messages, and that's where character and um, see, getting the right players um, really comes into play. And you're seeing it with these four teams left. I mean, you talk about the Islanders' fourth line. You talk about Vegas's decor and goaltending. You talk about Tampa's veteran coaching, Stanley Cup champion. Their depth is off the charts on, you know, Tampa's Tampa. Um, and then we have the Islanders with Trotsy, a Stanley Cup champion, and they play a great playoff-style game. So... Um, I, I didn't think the Islanders would make it as far as they did without Anders Lee. Um, so I, I, I'll tip my cap to them big time because before the season, I was like, this team has a hell of a shot with Lee and they've, they've pursued without him. So there's many intangibles in hockey, unlike many other sports. And that's why the game to game analysis for playoffs is, is really fun. It's one of my favorite things to bet on is playoff hockey because every game's so different.
2: It is. It's a game by game analysis. You're right. Things can, one game doesn't carry over to the next at playoff time. It just doesn't. Uh, no no doubt about that. And look at the, uh, the uh, we'll get to the Lightning and Islanders and tee up game five tonight in just a second. But you know, that game, that series is back and forth. Look, Tampa Bay won the last game. It didn't uh, factor into the last game. Islanders bounce back and win. So uh, that's the way playoff hockey goes one game to the next before we put the bow. On uh, Vegas and Montreal. By the way, uh, there's uh, we mentioned Austin Matthews being one of those playoff casualties, a guy that had his time and space taken away. Yeah, he's basically going to UFC ca- p- pay-per-view cards with Justin Bieber because he had his time and space taken away. That's that's been you know <laughs> that's why he's going, being able to have the time to go to UFC fights. I saw Bieber that. I saw that. that. <laughs>
1: Maybe he can pick something up, uh, bring a little grit. I don't know, but that was uh, I was laughing when I saw him hanging with beads, a front row for the UFC.
2: Yeah, of course. The what was the great joke that night? Who 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 got uh, who had the uh, round one finish there uh, that that night? Oh, Jamal Hill! He got knocked out in the first round. It's like Paul Matthews Craig, knows yes. what Jamal Hill is feeling how to get knocked out in the first round. Exactly, yeah.
1: exactly.
2: That was the running joke. Uh, <laughs> I that love night. that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I haven't heard that yet
2: great one yeah that's that that was the running guy actually i I think i posted that on twitter because i saw matthews there well now matthews watching this ufc card he knows what jamal hill just felt like getting knocked out
1: in the first round he he can help him in the locker room you know
2: yeah exactly i've been there man (laughs) i've been there i know i I know what you're talking about there uh yeah but i I can't wrap up this game talking montreal vegas and um look let's we give got to give DeBoer credit you're right i said he's a genius if leonard wins and he's a chump if if he loses and plays poorly, he got the good Robin Leonard last night. He was terrific. They got the win. So the move worked. You know, he's a, he, he gambled, you know, very fitting for the uh, head coach of the golden Knights in Vegas that he was doing a little gambling yesterday and it worked for him putting in uh, Robin Leonard. Uh, and look, Alex Tuck, that, that's also good in game adjustments from a coaching standpoint by DeBoer put Tuck back with the line he's comfortable on with Wa and Yanmark on that third line, and guess who scores the overtime goal? Wa Yanmark, and uh, Tuck, that third line, leading to the uh, overtime goal. So it was a good coaching night for him. However, it was not a good night, and I cannot t- finish wrapping up talking about this game before we hit on this. It was not a good night for the refereeing last night in that game. Chris Lee and Dan O'Rourke, who have had their share of playoff problems here in terms of bad officiating lack of consistency with their calls from one game to the next. For them, it was rock bottom last night in that regard. That was horrendous, hideous, borderline embarrassing officiating for the league to sit back and watch these ticky-tack hooking calls and these piddly little interference calls where there's barely any contact get called at times last night. And then you see a guy at the end of the second period get punched right in the kisser, right in the jaw at the end of the period, and no call on that right at the end of the period, it's an infuriating standard for the coaches, for the players, and everybody in the game that these little, piddly, minuscule hooks, holds, interference calls are being made in a playoff game, and yet you're seeing these scrums after the whistle with cross checks, and you're seeing you know punches to the face, and nothing is being called there. And in fact, if you look at the punch that Suzuki took at the end of the second period, it actually looks like Chris Lee sees it happen, and then he pretends to turn away as if, oh, <laughs> "I didn't see anything." Uh, I didn't see anything there. Uh, it's almost like he tried to make it almost tried to make, make it look like he pretended not to see anything there uh, on that call. It was it was atrocious. And you're at the point now where they had one bad game together as officials. I believe it was in the Tampa series earlier in this in this round. And now they've had and actually they did game three of this series and the officiating wasn't great that night either and then it was even worse 10 times last night because it was an, it was no standard of consistency from one call to the next from one period to the next and if I'm a Montreal fan I'm a little frustrated because I thought they missed more calls on Vegas last night than the other way around I get the uh, the big I don't want to say they got screwed because the, the, that's not the sole reason they lost that game but if I'm a Montreal fan I'm, I'm pissed off because I thought they missed a lot of stuff uh, on vegas last night but just overall the standard was piss poor with for for chris lee and dan o'rourke officiating that game last night and now that they've had two you could say three really poorly officiated substandard officiated games in this round of the playoffs you got to seriously think you know what come stanley cup finals time you guys are going home you're just going to watch the playoffs you won't be officiating them at this point because i don't know how gary bettman bill daly and the league officials can look themselves in the mirror and say this is the standard we want in the Stanley Cup final from these two guys, Chris Lee and Dan O'Rourke, because the standard just wasn't good enough at all last night from those two guys. And I don't think they're going to be in the finals now because if it get Wes McCauley in there, he's arguably the best there is in the NHL, get someone else. I don't think he can get these two guys. They've just been too, too terrible with the standard now throughout this round, Grant.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, they, they, it's, it's the one thing that you, you kept saying, and it's the one thing that players and coaches only care about is consistency. And if you're going to call it one way, call it one way. If you're going to call it the other way, call it the other way. But when you're going back and forth, it sucks. It sucks as a player, because it it really affects your mind on the ice. I mean, it's because you see a penalty that wasn't called in game one or in game two, and then it's called in game three, or it's even within the game. A a hooking call wasn't called in the first, and then it gets called in the second. It's against your team. And that frustration can really, really build. Um, and I don't know the refs, the refs' uh, names as well as you do. I know Wes McCallie, and I know that the players really like him, and so do the coaches. And the one thing that I've noticed from him is he's just a good communicator. He tries to keep things, you know, at least everyone level on the same. Um, what he's thinking, he's expressing that to the to the benches and to the players. Um, and this is this has been one of those things with hockey for you know, forever really is, as I said it earlier with the, um, you know, it's almost a different sport and, and that's okay. And that's good, but we still got to have some type of standard and that's what we're talking about. And it's one of those really hard things to do, obviously. I mean, we're, you know, the league's been struggling with, with it for a while of, of really dialing in these calls. And the other thing is, I mean, it's tough on these reps. I'll give them that. But when you're at this level, consistency is not that hard to ask for, in my opinion. I think I think consistency, you can make that happen. I know there's going to be hard calls, and you're a human being, and you're going to be making mistakes, and these are the fastest skaters in the world. Big moments. I get that. But when it's multiple times in a row and multiple times in a series, that's when that's when the frustration starts to come out from owners, from coaches, from players, and that sucks because now, now guess what? They're affecting the series a little bit, and no one wants that. They don't want that. So we're in a very weird kind of middle ground of we got to jump on one side here as a, as a refereeing crew. And I, and I don't know what it is. Maybe it's getting better refs. Maybe it's better training. Um, You know, it's not all on these guys. We're being hard on them right now, but um, it's, it's the refereeing as a whole, I think, you know, they they really need to work on, on, on getting a consistent line. And, and like I said, it's hard and there's going to be a lot of mistakes. This game is fast as hell and it's played by big human beings. So, Things are going to happen, make mistakes, but let's let's get back on the fine line of something. So we're all so we all know what to look for.
2: Yeah, that's right. I think we got to get to the point where guess what? Every hook is a hook, every punch is a punch, and you're exactly. going to get rough for whatever the right. case uh, after the whistle. And you just cannot go one incident to the next and say, "Oh, you know what? Time and score. I can't call that. Mm-hmm. No, that's enough of this time and score nonsense." Because we've been playing this game for years. And I don't know if it's ever going to end, Grant. Because you can go back. This is a this is a tale as old as yeah. time. As the game itself. Yeah, you could go back to the '70s and the '80s, and who's kidding who? You get a hooking penalty in a scoreless game in the first period. It's going to get called. You have that same hook happen, especially when it happens to the team that's uh, trailing in the game, uh, three to two, with a minute thirty to go in the third period. It's not the going to get called. It's the yeah. old scoreboard effect. And time and score situation. And I that that shouldn't be. We should find a way to make a penalty is a penalty at any point in the game. If you commit the penalty and it fits the rule book that it is a penalty, it's called. And I'd like to get to a point where we have every penalty that is a penalty called at all times of the game. But I just don't know if we'll ever get there because there's that human element that says, yeah. boy, I can't make this call with a one-goal game with two minutes to go. Oh boy, I can't make this call now with this, uh, with with the game tied in overtime, with you know ten minutes to go in a playoff game. I can't do that because I don't want to potentially decide the game. Um, but that's the human element that these refs are dealing with. So that's the balance here. I want penalties to be called in the first period, just like they are in the third and in overtime. But are we ever going to get to a place in this league where that indeed happens? Fuck if I
1: know. I don't think no. so though, I'll be there's, honest. Uh, <laughs> no, there's no chance. There's no chance. No. We we might as well have a couple pints and 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 just bitch about it to each other cuz cuz this one, you know, there we can we can get better, but it's one of those things where it's just it's it's hard. It's it is what it is, man. And, and yeah. it is something that maybe one day, you know, we can just get a little bit better, but yeah. It's tough. It's tough and it, and it's and it's hard to uh it's just the human element and the game's so freaking fast. And now we got so many of the ticky tacky calls that we didn't used to have five, not five years ago, I'd say 10 years ago, you know, where you can really go for a ride on someone and hook them in their gut and leave a mark on their on their gut and not get a penalty. And now there's a lot of tick tacky. So, you know, maybe it may be a rule change and, and, and let's figure something out. Who knows? We'll keep talking about it for a while. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure that we're going to be talking about refereeing
2: inconsistencies now, just like we were talking about 20 years ago, and I'm sure we'll be talking about it 20 years from now uh, as well. Speaking of things we're going to talk about now, we're talking about Islanders and Lightning now. It's Game 5 of their Stanley Cup semifinal series. We have Tampa Bay minus 200. Uh, in a lot of spots right now. Home favorites here in game five. The total uh, is currently five, shaded slightly to the over uh, in this game tonight. Uh, the New York Islanders had uh, tied up the series Saturday, three to two victory, saved by the uh, pad save and a beauty, not by Semyon Varlamov, uh, but by Ryan Pollock at the end of that game the other night. One of the uh, truly great, spectacular individual efforts of the playoffs to, you know, find that puck, make the save, keep it from going in because that would have tied the game. And there's a chance that Tampa Bay's got all the momentum going into overtime if it gets there. So great play by him. Islanders, I thought, were better than the Lightning for extended parts of game four, especially in the second and in the third period. I really thought the Islanders got their forecheck going uh, it was good to see Josh Bailey get on the scoreboard. I talked about him on Saturday's show previewing this game. He needs to find his offense. Same with Bovillier, and Bovillier had some chances. So it's good to see those two guys had some opportunities to put the puck in the net for the Islanders. We talked about how good it was to see Matt Martin chip in a goal for them uh, as well. Uh, that fourth line with him, Clutterbuck and Sazikas. Uh, they don't get enough credit for the four check that they bring to this Islanders team. So now Tampa Bay comes back home looking to bounce back here in game five. They have not lost two consecutive playoff games uh, this year in the playoffs. And that's the tricky part for me. You know, it's hard to find value with Tampa Bay. They're minus 200 favorites. The regulation line is around minus 110 to minus 115, uh, which is probably better if you're going to look toward that side. Uh, p- you you could look puck line but i don't love puck lines in this year's playoffs cuz you're seeing a lot of tight checking low scoring games i mean i got burned with the puck line in vegas you know last night minus 1 at one goal games have been very very common here especially now that we're down to the final 4 here uh, and in the stanley cup finals uh semifinals but to me tampa bay i i just i have a hard time believing they're losing this game tonight um I would maybe look at them in the first period, potentially minus a half goal, uh, plus a 155 uh, in this game tonight. Uh, for, if you're looking for value, that's the best value there is, in my opinion. The Tampa Bay's flying out of the gate. They come out strong, uh, take it to the Islanders early. It's a huge game for them. You don't want to be, you don't want to play with the fire of being down 3-2, going back to Nassau Coliseum, uh, the madhouse there for game six. So it's an important game for the I- of Lightning. And let's be honest, the Lightning had a, pretty bad first couple periods and all of a sudden they get those two goals in the third and for as good as the islanders played in game four they're hanging on you know at the end and just trying to survive and hang on with that 3-2 victory so there is a better game for tampa bay in them moving forward Uh, We'll see if they can bring it tonight. I I have very lukewarm thoughts on the side and the total. I just have a a small probably bet for me on the first period here with Tampa Bay. Uh, The over five is kind of appealing as well, but I could see it being another, you know, three, two, four, one. It lands right on five, just like the last game did. But I would lean that way. Obviously, Tampa Bay, if they're going to win, they're probably going to find a better path of scoring goals finding offense in this game uh and i think they will in that regard the one bet that i truly do love to make it a pretty sizable bet for this game because the other bets are small tampa bay first period puck line will be small the over five will probably be a smaller bet for me as well but the one that i like um usually in sports betting grant when you cash something that is one for you in seven straight games And you bet it again the next time. Usually you don't get it at a plus price. But that's what you get tonight with Braden Point to score a goal for the Tampa Bay Lightning. He is plus 150, plus 160 to score a goal. He has scored in seven consecutive playoff games coming into tonight. And he has scored 12 goals in the 15 playoff games overall that the Tampa Bay Lightning have played uh, this season. And to me, this this is just a guy that finds the back of the net And he finds a way to make an impact. And he finds a way to score a big goal for you. And look, in a big game like this, where you're trying to hold serve, maintain home ice advantage, and go up 3-2 in the series, it's hard not to expect Braden Point to find the back of the net once again for the eighth straight game. And he is only, I believe, three games games away from tying the all-time record for most games consecutively with a goal in the playoffs, which is 10. And it was done many, many, many years ago. I've been thinking back in the 70s. So he's three away from tying that record. Uh, Braden Point plus 150 to score a goal is just look, seven straight games with a goal, and you get that price. It's impossible for me to pass that up. So uh, Braden Point to score a goal, absolutely plus 150, especially in a game of this magnitude, coming off a loss. You know that guy's going to bring it. He always does, but especially with his team losing the last game, I'd be sh- absolutely shocked if you don't get another great game and great performance. Uh, from Braden Point tonight uh, for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. So that goal score, props, my favorite look, side total or props in this game. It's that bet, uh, Braden Point plus 150 uh, to score a goal tonight. Uh, Grant, what do you think? Let's hear your analysis here. Game five tonight, Isles and Lightning.
1: I mean, uh, I love that point, that point that it's one of those things. I mean, why stop? Why stop? Um, This is something special that he's doing, obviously, uh, seven straight games with a goal must win game he's a clutch player why not why not i, I absolutely love that bet. um i think uh you know to, to just talk about the islanders a little bit um, i was reading a quote from trots today um and this is this is from him this is what we expected we expected to be two and t- two two going back to Tampa and i just wanted to comment on on you know i think these may be the two best coaches in the league in my opinion coop and Trotsi. um there's there's a lot of good ones but these guys, I just love the way they coach, and I love the way they control the locker room. They control the energy, they control the culture, um, and you you see it at this time of the season. You know the the composure from both the teams, the the uh, Trotsy timeout last game, Coop doing his thing in in between uh, the second and third, getting Tampa back in that game. So I expect a really solid hockey game from both these teams tonight. I don't. Um, I don't see it getting uh, getting too high up there in the score. I could see an under five. I could see right at five. Um, one of my least favorite bets to do is to bet an under when I'm when Tampa's in the game. It's just scary to do because of all the firepower they have. Um, so as I was kind of going through my stats and and what to look at for this game, I, I saw that over five um, and under five, and I think the under five was at plus one twenty or something like that. Um, right in that range, depending on what book you use. Um, and I loved it. I said, I, I like this. I'm going to go for it. This is Barry Trotz, New York Islanders, uh, best of three series to go to the Stanley Cup finals. I like their defensive defensive game, kind of like I did with Vegas last night. Leonard scares me, scared me a lot, but I trust what that team is about and what they are made of and the islanders are made of good coaching veteran Ding and great goaltending and they've and they've had a lot of um good good uh production from guys like barzell and uh, bailey's great nelson's been just weirdly scoring clutch goals or big time goals so i look at him um and then for a couple of the player props that i was looking at for whatever reason this is not a lot of research on this bet this is just kind of one of those vibe things so very small it was uh pajot to score for the Islanders is plus 300. Um, he's one of those guys that to me always scores big goals. He's not, he's not a huge goal scorer, but he, he does produce. And so I like him at plus 300. And then the other two player props for me on Tampa um, that again, these are all small bets. These uh, the Paggio is a small bet at plus 300 and then Goudreau and Maroon both to, or, uh, to score, not a, a separate bets. They're both at plus 425. Um, Maroon's a guy. He's won two cups in the last two years. He obviously knows how to win. It's a big time game. You know, he's going to be around that blue paint using that big ass to get in front of uh, to get in front of Harley. I mean, God, the guy is just a bowling ball. He looks like Um, a mountain man, man. man, It's crazy. crazy. (laughs) And I've played the, the biggest I weighed when I played was 236 and that was heavy. And I don't even want to know what that dude's weighing right now, but that's a lot of corner weight. He's going to be wearing a, a lot of corner. That's a lot of girth, man. Um, and then Goudreau's just, I, I like the—I like his game, the way he's playing. Um, and I really don't like to do this, as I did it last night, and I, did, and I didn't win it. Um, but it's hard to find value here with Tampa, as you said. I trust Tampa in this game. I like them in regulation. Um That's going to be one of my bets, and then I'm also going to to, uh, kind of put my nuts out there and go with an under five, which is extremely scary to me. Um, But it's one of those things. I trust that Islander defense, and then uh, but I trust Tampa's clutch production to score a couple goals more than that. So that's kind of where my mindset is on this game.
2: There you go. Like in a couple of, I like it under five. Like in a couple of those, Pat Maroon. Uh, and and Freddie Goodreau, a couple of those uh, uh, under the radar goal scorer props from the Lightning side of it. JG yeah. Paggio, uh for the New York Islanders. Yeah, uh, and I like though, and I and I bet Pazzo a couple of times. Uh, score is one of those guys. Uh, yes, he yeah. is. And the later the series goes, it seems like he makes more of an impact, especially offensively. And you could say that for sure about now. Maybe this is not the night to bet him because it's not an elimination game yet. But if it gets to being an elimination game, Brock Nelson. Nelson, Nelly. Yeah. The Islanders has really, really found a way to score big goals in those games. So, only big goals. Keep that in mind. Yes. Absolutely. Like, if it gets to three, even if it's three-two Islanders, they have the chance to eliminate. Or if it's three-two Tampa and they're facing elimination, the Islanders still look to Brock Nelson. He's been great. Like, he's been beyond good in these elimination games, finding ways to score goals in yes. those games for the Islanders. So that's definitely something to keep in mind. Uh, someone in asking in the chat, would you bet Tampa Bay shots on goal over? In theory, it makes sense. You got What's a team off a loss back home. Um, I, that I'd want to check that first. I will bring that up right now, uh, in terms of the, cause some, uh, books have shots on goal and then some will offer goalie saves. Goals, yeah, the saves or the so shots. it depends on the book. Some have shots on goal for the team. Some have the goalie saves, so you could bet it either way, but obviously, uh, shots on goal is the one I usually try for. I will look that up right now on the, uh, uh, since it was asked, but, um,
1: it's a great, um, I mean, I like doing those bats. I don't do them a lot, but, um, they're, they're fun bets to do I'm tr- I'm looking at um 31 last, and a half uh,
2: 31, 31 and, and a half, half. goal for Tampa Bay that's a lot but they are at home I wouldn't bet it under I don't know if I'd bet it over because I bet some of these 29 and a half 30 and right. a half and it's right at the number it's a pretty sharp number it's a pretty had, sharp yeah. line it seems yeah. like it's going to be right around that number to be honest with you because you have to keep in mind the Islanders pretty good at shot suppression there's a reason that they're in the semifinals and it's because You know, they're pretty good at blocking shots as well. And you got to make sure these shots get to the net. And I find a lot of times too, you got a team that blocks a lot of shots. You got a team that's in very good defensive posture and very good defensive position. I find when you do get those shots away, you're missing the net because you're trying to be too fine Mm -hmm. with your shots because Mm -hmm. you're worried about the shot blocker. Mm -hmm. You're worried about Mm -hmm. the goalie. You're -hmm. trying to fit it into this perfect little spot uh, to beat uh, the shot blockers and the goaltending. And as a result, you miss the net. Yep. And that does you no good when you're betting over shots on Cole, does it? So that's the thing you always run into you know a little bit of a concern about is this time of year, you've got a good defensive team in the Islanders. They block a ton of shots. It's not like Barlamov's playing poorly right now. He's playing really, really well. So you're just worried, are you going to get enough of those shots? I think they'll fire a lot of shots. That's why some of these games, Grant, when the, these good defensive teams are involved, I wish shot attempts was something I could bet.
1: Oh wow! Because yeah. that
2: you don't know, you could eliminate that all that worry completely about the blocked shots, about missing the net with the shot, all that kind of stuff. You take all of that out of the equation if there was a such thing as betting shot attempts over, uh, as opposed to shots on goal. But unfortunately, you can't do that
1: yeah, that one's a tough bet. I'd probably stay away from it tonight, but it's not a terrible bet because there's always a shot for overtime. Um, the last yep. three games was twenty six, twenty eight and thirty three I think, for shots for Tampa. Not in that yep. order. i just I just looked those up, but those are the last three shot totals. So like the end said, you're right on it. It's a tough bet to make in this specific specific uh, spot. Um, yes. some games, it's great, but this one in a playoff game, I know there's gonna be they're gonna be laying their face in front of Pucks tonight. So that always scares me. Um, for a shot over or I know who's there too. Cause then, cause yeah. you know, Tampa's got all the firepower in the world. So it's a, that, that one's tough.
2: Yeah. I will definitely know who will come to mind. If I see a Pat Maroon goal tonight for the uh, Tampa Bay lightning, the big uh, man. this guy right here, <laughs> this guy, Grant Arnold will come to mind because he's the one that's actually, cause you're right. I'm, I'd love to know anybody that's thinking Pat Maroon's going to score tonight, but Hey, you know, big body and a, in a hard, heavy, you know, now that we're down to a best of three, hard, heavy four-check style of hockey, I think is what we're seeing more and more. Like Tampa Bay, they've got the flash, they've got the speed, they've got the skill and the ability and the depth with their forward group to play a up and down track meet, run and gun, rush chance game. But they're not playing the up and down track meet rush chance game these days. They're playing, you know, cycle the puck, four-check, you know, wear down the uh, opposing defense in the zone. It's not really trade chances and. That also speaks to maybe Grant liking the under. See, I'm lukewarm the other way on the over, but I can't say I love it. It's just a lukewarm opinion for me. Same with Tampa first period. You know, I'd rather have Tampa first period at plus 155 minus a half goal in the first period than Tampa in regulation and worry that the game might go to overtime. And I want nothing to do with Tampa being minus 200 on the money line because the Islanders, you know, are – seem to be right in these games. And certainly I can't lay a minus one and a half goals with Tampa Bay. I have no interest doing that. So to me, the if you're going to look at the lightning, and I kind of want to look at Tampa Bay in this game, that is the best value. doesn't mean it's going to win, but it's the best value in my mind. Tampa Bay minus half a goal, plus 155 in the first period. Good number, good price. And if they lead after the first period, you cash your bet. And I would think early in the game, first 20 minutes after losing, you know Saturday night in game 4 you're going to get a good first 20 uh, out of this uh, Tampa Bay Lightning team as someone that's been coached by John Cooper you're confident in them starting strong are you or
1: <laughs> hey, i i'm extremely confident can you hear me still so yeah. good
2: oh yeah okay good yep.
1: um yeah i'm extremely confident in, in coop and, and and you said it you made a great point on you think of Tampa as this extremely skilled team and you look at their forwards and you do, you got point, Stamkos, Kucherov, Palat, we can go down the line even more and then their decor and then their goalie. And so you look at them and it's almost like, um, almost in some ways, kind of like the Abs, like this crazy ass offensive power. But then Tampa has the ability to play these games like a Montreal style game, like a New York Islander style game, where it's 1-0, 2-1, 3-1. And they've learned how to do that through a lot of pain. They yep. learned how to do that from getting their ass swept by the Columbus Blue Jackets a couple of years ago. They learned that from not getting a Stanley Cup. They went through the trenches to get to that cup last year. And so I, I really lo- – that's why I love this Tampa team and um, – and, and I, and I know, you know, I've been coached by Coop before. So I got a little bit of a thought on what's going on there. And, and that's what they do that, you know, they win any kind of game they want to win. It, you know, it doesn't matter. It's about getting the win. And if that's a, you know, if we have 12, 13 shots going into the overtime or going into the third period, well, oh, well, let's, let's go grind it out. And, and they're just a tough team to beat. Um, and then you said something on that stat about their, uh, they haven't lost two in a row. They're 12 and 0 following a loss, um, going from last year's title run. So they got a hell of a, a track record right there. And it's hard to get that Tampa value anywhere in this game. Um, and there's a lot of, there's kind of a lot of different ways you can go about it. Um, I'm going to sprinkle on that, uh, sprinkle on that Tampa and regulation, um, and then the under five. Those will be my two, two bigger bets tonight.
2: All right. Tampa and regulation under five, looking at Pat Maroon to score, uh, for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. And what was the other? It was, uh, there was another depth uh, Goudreau, Goudreau
1: and Pajot, but there you go. They're all, they're all small bets. My biggest small bets on the big man, Patty Maroon.
2: Yeah. Banging in Pat.
1: something in the crease.
2: Patty Maroon. Yeah. I, I, I think, um, Oh, obviously for the Islanders, I am going to look to Barzell again because I've been betting Barzell uh, every game pretty. Didn't score the last game, but still. I mean, he's been noticeable. He's at the puck a lot, getting a lot of chances. And he's plus 265 to plus 275 in most spots tonight uh, to score a goal. So I'll be on that one as well. Uh, get a little creative here with the uh, goal scorer props. But uh, the main two for me, uh, yeah, Barzell. And uh, Braden Point, Braden Point, you know, Braden Point goal score prop bets usually for me are much smaller than my standard game bets. Braden Point's my biggest bet on this entire game tonight to yeah. score a goal. Like it's seven straight games with a goal, and it's plus one sixty for just him to that, score a goal. Just spots. that
1: statement in general, you gotta yeah. bet it. Like just that statement in general. So I'm gonna throw a little on point too, just because it's yeah, I think it's worth it. Um, because yeah, it's seven in a row, and it's plus money. That's the biggest. Part of that comment, it's seven in a row and it's plus money. That's a great value bet,
2: yeah. And any of those guys that I like to score a goal point, uh, Barzell, uh, uh Grant mentioned Pajot. When it comes to people are asking in our chat shots on goal, obviously, if I think they're going to score a goal, I wouldn't want them under shots on goal, it'd be over shots on goal or nothing. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I pick and I'm very, very picky when it comes to shots on goal props, it's got to be something really strong for me to bet player shots on goal. Uh, and plus, I like the value of the goal score props better. You know, we all like to put our hand in the cookie jar and get something tasty. right? Plus, right? That's what the plus prices are for these uh, props. And that's what the goal score prop market uh, offers you uh, for sure. A uh, great analysis from Grant Arnold. We appreciate him joining us again. By the way, we have an announcement to make. We have an nice guys bet cast every week during the Stanley Cup playoffs. We watch the games live We analyze them. We invite our viewers and listeners onto the BetCast to join us. We have some booze. We have some pints. Uh, We get the beer flowing as well. While we're kicking back, watching the games, placing live bets, it's been a lot of fun. We're going to do another Ice Guys BetCast Thursday night this week, uh, June 24th, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time for Game 6 between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Montreal Canadiens. And we do have a confirmed Game 6 now uh, in this series. So it'll be... Uh, do or die for somebody on Thursday night, game six, Vegas in Montreal, Thursday night, ice guys, Betcast coming up this week. Uh, join us for that. Uh, looking forward to it. Uh, Alex and Jimmy, you know, we're hoping like they've been in and out. They've had, you know, doctor stuff. They've had some, You know, they've had some personal matters to deal with, but we're open to have Jimmy and Alex both on that BetCast Thursday night as well. We're going to have all of our viewers and listeners joining us. We'll send the invite. If you want an invite onto the BetCast, all you got to do is DM me, Alex, Jimmy, or the Ice Guys Twitter account at the underscore Ice Guys, and we'll send you the StreamYard link right at the start of the BetCast, and you join us. And some nights we've had like seven or eight people uh, on the BetCast. It's a shit ton of fun uh, just watching the games, commenting on them, uh, you know, placing a bunch of live bets, which team's going to score the next goal, you know, live in-game player prop, goal score bets, live in-game totals, sides, third period overs. We love hitting those, especially in elimination games because you know one team's got to pull the goalie and one team's got to go all out. So we're looking forward to another Ice Guys Betcast this Thursday night, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time for game six between Montreal and Vegas. Uh, definitely looking forward to that for sure. So join us Thursday night uh, for that, uh, we will get to best bets to wrap up the show in just a second before we do a reminder, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN. Great time of year, NHL, NBA playoffs, MLB football, NFL and college football is here in two months. I can't wait. I'm already doing my research and my prep work. We're looking at returning starters in college football, you know, all kinds of things, all the off-season activity in the NFL. We're analyzing the schedules, schedule analysis, which I do every year in NFL to really prepare for the season, all that stuff. So doing their football work now so that we're ready for August and September. And so better no better time to download the DraftKings app than right now. Uh, and when you sign up, you'll get deposit bonuses, weekly specials, weekly incentives, and bet boosts as well. So download the DraftKings app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN. All right, it is time for best bets for tonight, game five, Islanders Lightning. Uh, Grant, we'll start with you. What do you got for best bet?
1: Okay, uh, yeah, I'm super excited for this game, man. The place is going to be rocking. Uh, anytime there's playoff hockey and we're at a best of three to go to the Stanley Cup finals, I get a little goosebumps. And it's just going to be, just enjoy enjoy that atmosphere um, in many ways. And then for my best bets, I'm going, um, I'm going with Tampa in regulation, minus 115. And then I'm going under five uh, total. And I believe that's at 120, maybe plus 125, right in that range, depending on where you look. Um, I believe it's 120 now though. Um, and then I'm going to go with the big man, Patty Maroon. Um, hopefully having a couple cheeseburgers for me after the game, after a nice Gino, um, he's at plus 425. Uh, He'll be my biggest bet of the player props, but it'll still be a smaller bet. My bigger bets on our, on the under five and tampon regulation and then a little sprinkle on Goudreau um, and Pajo to score as well um, and I really think this is going to be an old school hockey game of great coaching these two teams deserve to be here and we're going to see a hell of a hell of a 60 minutes maybe more hopefully not
2: yeah uh, hopefully not because you got Tampa and regulation so there you go yeah. best bets really Tampa and regulation minus 110 and also the under uh, Grant Grant, in that as well. Under five at a plus price here tonight with the Islanders and Lightning. And yeah, one point someone mentioned about the refereeing. One last thing about uh, Lee and, and 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 Dan O'Rourke, who've been bad for the last two games. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't just the last game. I, I I remember, we all do. The Corey Perry, the missed high stick in overtime—that was incredible. They they missed that and bleeding profusely, and not even a call. It should have been four minutes because you drew blood on on a, on a high stick. That's always a four-minute double minor. Nothing. You know, that's in that point. so you're right. Those referees got to hit the road, hit the road, Jack, and don't you come back. Yeah, enjoy Those summer, guys. Yeah. yeah, just just have a good summer and leave the playoffs alone. All right, you you've, you've yeah. done enough damage to them uh, the last couple of games uh, with some shit ass officiating uh, that we've seen the last uh, couple of days. Enough, go away. Uh, that's what I say uh, to Chris Lee and Dan O'Rourke. Bon voyage. Have, have a, in uh, en français. Uh, have a good summer uh, for sure. Uh, my best bet, a rare goal score prop. Best bet tonight Braden point to score a goal plus 160 he scored in seven straight games he's always getting chances he's always around the front of the net i expect nothing less from him tonight uh in in a game of this magnitude 2-2 series game five at home and i think he gets on the board and if he does it'll be eight straight playoff games with a goal for Braden point at plus 160 odds yeah Give me that Braden point to score a goal plus one hundred and sixty. That'll be my best bet for tonight's game between the Lightning and Islanders, Game Five. And that'll wrap up this edition of the show. Thanks to everyone for joining us in the chat. Someone in the chat saying, "I love that uh, toothpick that uh, Grant's rocking here." If you're if you're listening on the podcast and you can't yeah. see it, he's got a toothpick going. Uh, yeah, Dusty Baker style. Bruce Dusty Baker Dusty always has one of those. Dusty yeah,
1: Baker style, man. I was a long time chewer for a long time. The toothpick helps me out, and it gives me a little bit of style, maybe a little trademark. So yeah, yeah I'm absolutely. bringing I'm bringing positive vibes in the toothpick today.
2: That's right, positive vibes only. I like that. That's always a good mantra to go with too positive on too much negativity we need more uh, positivity that's uh, for sure great stuff with Grant Arnold great to have him on the show two days in a row uh, reminder the ice guys is live seven days a week Monday to Friday 2 p.m. Eastern Saturday Sunday noon Eastern if you can't watch the show live download the ice guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms Google podcasts Apple Podcasts, Spotify Stitcher and iHeart. for our Grant Arnold our special guest for the second straight show I'm Ian Cameron have a great Monday night enjoy game five with the islanders and lightning and we'll talk to you again tomorrow on tuesday for another edition of the ice guys presented by the hockey podcast network